Hey everybody, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, none other than Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Hello everybody, hello. Hello. Welcome to the Voyager. <laughs> you know, I saw, I saw, I, I saw um, a commercial for, like a, a promo for uh, Star Trek Discovery, and they say in the window, they're looking at all the ships, and they, and they go, oh, look at the Voyager. See, so even they say it. Yeah, yeah. they do. They do. The they talk about the Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's the way to do it. You know, it just sounds weird, way. though, to me. It, 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 I, know I know it's proper, but it sounds funny. I know. I know it bothers uh, yeah, so I've I've been in the middle of uh, of COVID testing like crazy. Um, just to uh, tell everybody, I I I actually went and worked on a uh, Amazon show that I'm doing last night. Um, I was filming last night, so two three days three days before I had to have a COVID test to make yep. sure I was okay. And then of course when I got on set, they take your temperature and do all that stuff. And then now. Um, I have today off, but I'm filming again tomorrow. So I had to drive down to LAX to take another COVID test that gives me the results within one one day um, before I go in again tomorrow. And what was weird is when I got there, they told me to take off my mask and use one of their masks because they said, well, we don't know if you've sanitized your mask or not. I'm like, oh, okay. So it was just like, what? So literally the entire time that we were filming, um, unless the cameras were rolling, like when we were in rehearsal or blocking, we still had to wear the masks. It was Mm -hmm. very very strict. And I know you've also gone through all that protocol yourself um, with uh, finishing up Resident Evil. Uh, no, Resident Evil. Resident Alien. Resident. <laughs> Everyone's a little evil. He was was try- it evil? Yeah, well, he was an alien trying to kill all the humans. So I guess it was a little evil. Resident Alien. A- yeah. The protocols on set these days. I mean, I think back to like before COVID on set and how things were. Yeah. Like back when we made Voyager. Yeah. Uh, made the Voyager. <laughs> the Voyager. Um, yeah, it was. You just didn't think about any of this. I mean, I mean, the health protocols in general in filmmaking have gotten so much better. Yeah. I mean, I remember uh, when we started Voyager, you you could still smoke, I think, on the soundstage. You could smoke in the fire lanes on the soundstage. And then right around the time we started filming Voyager, they said, nope, it's got to be outside. That was a big deal, like in the yeah. 90s. But people used to smoke on stage, which was a fire hazard, among other hazards. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, the stunts and safety and all of those things um, were like, you know, good luck. Um, <laughs> I mean, I even know now, like when, when I start a new TV show, because these are big corporations, big studios that are making the shows, they have corporate policies that involve um, uh, sexual harassment training. So you have to, everybody on the crew, including the cast, has to come in and learn about um bias or sexual harassment or any of those things you have like a Mm -hmm. a whole two-hour training or Mm three-hour training where they talk to everybody none of that was part of the right the culture of filmmaking back when we were starting on voyager so yeah there's been been a lot of changes and now covid of course yeah and and that and the the covid rep literally was standing like right when we were done with 
a take. And when they were like, okay, we got that. I mean, th this dude was standing there going masks back on. I'm like, okay, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was yeah. very, very hardcore. The funniest thing about filming last night was that the scene was um, a lot of emergency vehicles. So um, police cars, FBI yeah. cars, everything was there. So there's a lot of, a lot of these sirens you know, or these lights, these flashing lights that they had going on. Yeah. And they also simulated flashing lights with, I guess there's like an LED panel that you can program to look like the lights of yeah. a police yeah. car, which, you know, which is pretty recent uh, when they've introduced that new technology where they've been using yeah. that. Um, but at one point when we were right about to, uh, to do a take, uh, we had a helicopter that came by and it just started circling around us. And I think it's it, either it was a news helicopter, or it was a police helicopter. And they thought that we were a real altercation going on. Right. Oh, so that's they were, funny. So they were, they were sitting there just circling and circling. And I was like, oh my God, how much longer? And I, and I guess they were using their binoculars or whatever. And they're like, right. wait a minute, wait a minute. It's the guy from Star Trek down there. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Or that's a film crew. And so yeah. they left. But um, that was the funny That's moment. funny. Yeah. All right, man. Um, so What's episode this, this week? Yeah, this week it's yes. Dreadnought. 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 Okay. Yes. Dreadnought. Yeah. I'm excited. I remember the title. I feel like I remember the script cover. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. I can picture Dreadnought on our script cover. Yeah. It's it's an interesting name. You yeah. Know? Um, I think that's the name of one of the uh, one of the one of the runs at uh, some East Coast ski resorts, like the oh you know, really? They they name all the runs at every ski resort, right? Uh -huh. like, okay, this is you're going down Alpine, whatever, you know. Yeah. And then this one was called. There was one called Dreadnought. I remember that. Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah. So that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of Dreadnought. I'm like, oh, okay, that's actually a name yeah. used for a a ski for slope. A ski slope, exactly. All right, so. Uh, all of you listeners, thanks for tuning in. We're going to go ahead. Robbie and I are going to go and, and watch Dreadnought and come back with our recap for all of our Patreon patrons who are tuning in. Um, stay tuned for What Do We Remember? See you soon. Hey, guys. We are back from watching Dreadnought. Dreadnought. Yes, we saw it. By the way, I, I just want to be honest. Uh, when I went away, I had to go get a power cord for my computer because I broke it in the middle of this podcast. I realized I had broken my my uh, power cord mm -hmm. for my computer. And so we were kind of dead in the water. We were dread not in the water. <laughs> I see what you did with that. <laughs> see, now when you said broken power cord i immediately assumed that meant watch the georgia football game yeah. is what that meant so i was like uh-huh no. yeah power cord no it was they're actually playing right now they're tied they're tied i know they are State, they are so. georgia uh, my football team this year <laughs> yeah you know it's 2020 it's covid it's not a great year for anything for anybody <laughs> definitely not a good year for my college football team so uh um yeah and that's across the board for like everybody and especially those who play fantasy football such as myself i play in two different leagues um mm -hmm. and it's been difficult because of the covid designations of certain players and yep. the injuries uh without a preseason where they most nfl teams 
take the preseason games to sort of work the kinks out and, and really kind of, you know, figure out you know, what's going on and kind of just get the rust, shake the rust off. They didn't yep. have preseason games. So all these injuries are just coming across. Like yep. if you look at a team like the 49ers, good Lord, they lost like half their roster. And you're yep. sitting here trying to, to, to cheer for your team or your fantasy team players that you have. And, and it's just been difficult. It's been yep. really, really tough. So, um, but dreadnought, I looked up the word. Did you look up Dreadnought? Dreadnought is actually. Go ahead, tell me about it. Uh, Well, it's sort of. uh, It it refers to a name of a naval ship, actually. Um, That's one definition of it just came up as a naval ship and i thought Uh oh okay that's kind of interesting interesting Um, and what was the other thing that i it's been it has been so long since i looked this up because of this long break lavar lavar i know getting my power it wasn't my power cord it was it was the plug that goes in the wall that the cord attaches to i had broken because i'm so manly and strong If oh. really plugging a plug into the wall, I can sometimes break it. Oh, I think Mr. that's probably, probably, Mr. it's Paris, not really what God. happened. Okay. It's not really what happened, but I'm going to go with that story. Can I, I found the, I found what I was going to say. Okay. okay historical go. definition of dreadnought is a type of battleship introduced in the early 20th century, larger and faster than its predecessors and, and equipped with entirely, uh, equipped entirely with large caliber guns. I can't speak English right now. And then the second term, the archaic term, it's yeah. a heavy overcoat for stormy weather. So if it's yeah, if it's a bad weather, someone can say, yeah, are you overcoat. wearing your yes? Are you wearing your dreadnought? So that Interesting. is uh, yeah, that is another okay. definition of it. Okay. Um, written by Gary Holland, directed yes. by Lavar. By Ryan. the way, I did a few, I did a few uh, impersonations during my watching video. Did Which, you? Uh, yeah, I did. Ho, I, was, ho, ho. I, I dove into some impersonations. So for those oh. patrons on Patreon, you'll see some of our watching of the video there. Our patrons get some of that. And uh, you'll see some of my impersonations there. Uh, I can. Quite, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. We're I'm in excited. a little competition. I got to be honest. One of my favorite parts. <laughs> we are in competition. You're in yeah. my territory, buddy. I know. Um, I have always really enjoyed our video reactions, whether, you know, I'll watch I yours. I, I impersonated you in one, actually. I know you did. Very low kind of, yeah. you know, kind of reserved delivery. I impersonated you, you yeah. in this one, so. Oh, did you? Yeah, so <laughs> just you wait. Oh my God, I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. And this is a feature that, um, that, that our five uh, at, at their, what would you say? Was that our ensign tier? No, it's our lieutenant tier. Lieutenant right? tier. And, yeah, yeah, it's our lieutenant tier on Patreon gets and, and above get to see our video reactions to the episodes, which are, have always been really, really um, fun. It's a lot of fun to, uh, to interact with the video. Yeah, for sure. Um, can't wait to see that. All so right. Directed by Lavar and um, and two guest stars or mo- multiple guest stars, but two f- of my favorite guest stars. We have yes. both uh, Nancy Hauer and Raphael Sabar in this episode. Yep. Yes. Um, okay, here's a quiz for you. Although here's Nancy is in one scene, she's, she's in, in one the... scene. She's in one scene, and it's she crazy. mentions yes that her husband is Katarian. When is the last yeah. time that you heard Katarian? That's going to be my quiz to you and everybody oh, else out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Katarians would never do that. <laughs> that's later, no. buddy. That's later. Yeah, that, but it is, you know, why are you bringing up? You, that's a spoiler the for the future. would never do that. <laughs> okay, so yeah. the trivia question to everyone out there is, um, before this episode, what episode is the alien species Katarian mentioned? Hmm. The answer yes. is non sequitur. The episode where Harry goes back to Earth. Oh, yeah. Another reality. Yes, that's and he's right. With his girlfriend, Libby. Yep. And he's talking to her and she's saying, You're not my Harry. Why aren't you like the Harry that I know? And I was like, I'm the same guy. I'm the guy that was sitting in your seat at the Katarian musical fest music festival. So Whoa. evidently, this is how Ensign Kim, Harry Kim, met Libby. He was sitting in the, the wrong Katarian, seat at the, at the Katarian, Katarian Music, Music Festival. Festival. Yes, yes. Wow. There you go. Good, good, good detail that, there. That's, that's some detail, yeah. big time. So LeVar Burton do. directed, yes. Yes, yes. And that detail, that trivia uh, that I came up with, I had so much time while you were getting, getting my your power, power cord. <laughs> yeah, that I was able to do this. By it the way, Georgia Bulldogs are up. Are they up? 17. Yeah. Oh, up okay. So they scored 17. a TD. They scored yeah. a TD. All right. Okay. Go, go Bulldogs. Go you say dogs. go dogs? I'm go sorry. Dogs. You say dogs, right? You never put the bull on front, right? It's just never. go dogs. D-A-W-G-S. Dogs. Right. Not D-O-G-S. That's no. dog. You, your dog is dogs. dog is D-A-W-G. You got to say dog. Y'all y'all know what y'all know what time it is. It's dog right. in the South. Bless and that's how heart. we talk about Bless, bless, your, bless heart. your heart. Bless his heart. Anyway, we could talk Southern all day yes, long. Yes, we could. Good. No problem. Um, You're from okay. North Carolina. I'm from Tennessee. It works out just just fine. Um, where you at? What scene are we at? Briefing room? Yeah, let's start from the beginning. So Nancy Howard's having a baby. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. And I thought it was very interesting that uh, mm. that Kess's father was a great inspiration in her life, which we've never heard that before. No, we haven't. I, I thought we that haven't. was very interesting. And then the doctor gets jealous. That is so weird. How does he experience jealousy? It's just like you're a computer program. Yes. You are Microsoft Windows. You're not supposed to be jealous. Why? No, he he kind of gets jealous. And Kess is like, well, I have an yeah. uncle. You could use his name. And the doc's like, no, <laughs> never mind. Forget it. And he's he's just so negative. Like every name that, that Nancy Howard brings up, he's like, no, that was a, you know. Yeah. Nope. That was a nope. evil dictator. And exactly. That was a yeah. yeah. I it's just I thought that was really funny. But then it was. it's funny that opening scene almost has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Yes. Like, nothing. No we connection. never we never no. follow any of that story. The Doc jealousy story. Any of it. We learn of uh, 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 Ensign Wildman's husband's name, though. Yes. It's Gris Kendrick. What a yes. name, Gris what Kendrick. A, yes. You I know? couldn't make it out as. I tried to pause it, go back and listen again. And I was like, I don't know what they're saying. It's a complicated name, but I get the point. It's a big, it's a big complicated name. It's a big complicated name. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Welsh name. It's just like, it's so, what, what is that? Chris what is the, are there letters in that name? Are there, <laughs> there's like 17 consonants back to back to back yes. to back is what that is. Okay. So uh, we know that little bit of backstory yep. there. We come out on the bridge. Uh, There's some mm. debris out in space. A duratanium hull should have yeah. been strong enough. Right. Uh, on this ship, they say that they're they're picking up a duratanium hull, but it's been blown to smithereens. Yeah. Cardassian uh, weapon signatures they find. Yep. And hey, yeah. Robbie, we've jumped the gun. 
We usually do our synopsis before we even start anything. So oh, our synopsis yes. as in our limerick and haiku. Yes. How funny, the limerick, the Irishness, and you're from that, and then the haiku, the Asianness, and I'm from that. Okay, so let's pause on the bridge. Let's we pause. find some debris out there in space. Let's everybody hold your your hold your thoughts. Experience. Okay. Let's go back to uh, I'd like to start with your haiku first. Oh, sure. Okay. For Here's my haiku for dreadnought. Dreadnought haiku. Mm. Here we go. Missile malfunctions. Torres tries to disarm it. Last gasp saves the day. Ooh, nice. Yes, thank you. Nice. Thank you. Very nice. All thank right. You so much. All right. I think that's four. very elegant. I think you capture a lot of of, of the emotional experience of the episode. My mm. limerick is going to be a little more clumsy. <laughs> But it's okay, because limericks are tricky with all the rhyming they have to do. There's rules. Oh, lay it on me. Okay. Come on. Here we go. Here's my limerick for Dreadnought. Balana creates a weapon to kill the enemy. It has a surprising identity. She talks to herself while Janeway sacrifices her health, and a phaser <laughs> shot is the ultimate remedy. Ah, yes. That's my limerick. Hey, that's good. Yeah, that's Rebecca good. helped me with that one, actually. I, oh, yeah. I was, I was, I was stumped on this one. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Are you now subcontracting I, your limerick now? If I have limericks, if I have rhyming troubles, I will reach out to, uh, you know, um, ask a friend. Is that what okay. they said on the? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. You, yeah. you called a friend. On Call you. a friend. Your, sure, sure. Yes. You, okay. The day I reached that out I, to Rebecca. All right. The day that I reach out to Megan to do my haiku, I'm gonna hang up my cleats on this. Okay. One. I'm just gonna. Okay. I'm just. I'm just gonna leave the entire. Yeah. Okay. I just need to be transparent here. I was it, stumped on this one, and there was a little bit of rhyming help. That's all. This was a team I, effort. I yes, involved, I appreciate. But... I appreciate your honesty. Thank you for sharing that. Balana creates now... a weapon to kill the mm. enemy. It has a surprising identity. She talks yeah. to herself, and Janeway sacrifices her health. And a phaser shot is the ultimate remedy. By the there way, by the way, yes, in my limerick, when it gets to the end, and Balana's, and I know I'm jumping to the end, but <laughs> <laughs> she's in the in the core, the the engine core of this yeah. weapon. Yeah. And she's firing a phaser. I'm like, that's it? Like, that's how we... I don't know. I, I'm jumping I know, to the I, end, I but I'm you. kind of like, part you. of me is like, what? that's it? Okay. Yes. But you subcontracting out part of the, the limerick uh, yes. to Rebecca makes me just flash forward to like when we're reviewing season seven episodes and we've gotten so lazy that it's just rebecca and megan doing this entire podcast no. they're just sitting there <laughs> no i would never want to miss out on the opportunity of okay. of watching an okay. episode but yeah, oh no but, no yeah but the limerick sometimes i gotta be honest the limerick yeah. the rhyming rules of a limerick are a yeah. little challenging yeah. but i I'm agree up, i'm up for the challenge Okay. Okay. And you know what okay. we can do? We, we yes. I know you're up for the challenge. We can also do reverse week at some point where I do the limerick and you do okay. a haiku. You know what okay. I'm saying? So we can, right. we can look into that. Right. right. Okay. Um, so uh, where do we pause everybody at? We paused everybody at the. We paused everybody at they, they find some debris. Yes. Out floating in space. Correct. And it's um, 
duritanium hull, they say, mm, mm. should be strong enough for any weapons, but the weapons that, that blew up this debris have a Cardassian signature. Mm -hmm. And we realize at first they think Seska might be responsible, which makes sense because Seska is out there yeah. with a the, with the Kazon doing and she's Cardassian. crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. And she's Cardassian. But Bolana steps up and says, nope, that weapon is mine. Right. Which um, everyone watching is like, oh, what? Mm, <gasps> it's weird. It's yeah, weird, it's by weird. the way. How did a weapon from the Alpha Quadrant end up here? But it is. It is. Twilight Zone-ish, really. Yeah. And by the way, so we go to the briefing room where a lot of this gets explained. Yeah. Why do I run in with my hair sticking up in, in every which direction? <laughs> like, really? That made me laugh so hard when I saw you. I was just like, look at his hair. I don't even remember shooting that scene. I was thinking, look at you just coming in all disheveled. You all know. disheveled? But by the way, I liked it. I got to say, I was like, why like can't Harris be disheveled all the time? Like, why did he have to have the blow dried hair in, you know, yeah. perfectly hairsprayed and all? I would have yes. loved, I would have loved the disheveled hair. Yeah. You could have been the pig pen of yes. Voyagers. Yes. Like Charlie Brown and Charlie the pig Brown. pen's always messed up. Right. Yes. And pig pen begins with P and Paris begins with the letter P. So it's, so it's sh go. I There's should have a, had messy hair. You should have had messy hair. But the funniest thing about the messy hair is at the end of the briefing room scene where yes. Chakotay dresses you down, basically, right? Yeah. And he's, he tells you another you know, awkward moment with Chakotay. There's been a couple of but the thing is, he says two things. He says, you need to be on time and you need, you need to be properly dressed. And I'm like, what? He is properly dressed. It's exactly. not about, <laughs> It's about the hair being all like, it's all over the place. Because I felt that, and before he even said that line, I kept thinking, hmm. His hair's messed up, but his uniform's perfect. Perfect. And it would have been funnier if yes. you were missing elements of your uniform, or it was the or if it was unzipped half askew. Yeah, exactly. It like was you. Yes, and I yeah. think in the later, not to jump ahead, but later with right. Bolana, she says something like, "Look at you, you're a mess." And I'm right. thinking, <laughs> not really. Like my hair might yeah. be a little less hairsprayed, yeah. but other than that, yeah. Like the uniform yeah. looks fine. It looks fine. fine. Like fine. maybe if you'd come in without the under uh, mock turtleneck and it, you just had the out outer jumpsuit, well, that would have been funny, you know? Yes. Uh, I mean, something, but yes. it didn't happen. It was just your hair. So properly dressed. Uh, it seemed it weird. Just, it seemed weird. He should have said, I want you to be on time and you need to look professional is what I yep. would have said. Meaning your hair is like everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And let's face it. The beginnings of the Torres and Paris relationship, you owe it all to Janeway. Janeway is the one who assigns Paris to work with yes. Torres on this whole You're thing. Right. Which doesn't make any sense because you would think it would be Harry that's is working on yes, something. You know, I agree. Problem. Why is Paris down? Why there? is the pilot going down to work over there? Right. I so, agree. Yes. I agree. Yes. And you by the way, when they get in the they get in engineering and they're talking and Paris is like, what's up? And yeah. she admits that, you know, this weapon, I programmed this thing and and yeah. and she goes, I didn't tell Chakotay. And she goes, and he, you know, I didn't tell him, I did it anyway. And and then all of a sudden she says something like, you know, Chakotay in his soft voice. I have it. I wrote it down. Oh my all god. He said, 
All he said in that damned soft voice of his. And I felt, mmm, she oh, still got the hots for Chakotay. Right? You, she, mm -hmm. yeah, you're yeah, just, baby. you know. It's not happening for Paris yet. No, it's not no, happening for she's Paris. Still, she's, she's still stuck on Chakotay. She likes his soft, soft I wrote, voice she likes his, his soft voice. Gross. That's what <laughs> I was like, gross. That's so yeah. middle school of you. I love I know. it. Um, gross. Yeah. So, <laughs> gross. Gross. Um, yeah. The oh, can we just go back a bit for a second? The uh, yeah. before we uh, we jumped from the briefing room to engineering, but back to briefing room. Yeah. We figure we know now that this missile is a self guided tactical missile and that it is unstoppable so that's what i would have put in the dictionary definition for dreadnought unstoppable yeah i like that yeah okay all right let's go back to where we were all right so we're in engineering engineering and we have uh, backstory with paris right a little backstory yeah. there you fought with collins about something i know. You know and so as much as you feel bad and gross about that damn soft voice line your little fighting with Collins, there's a little twinkle in Bellana's eye when she looks at you, kind of sort of like oh. a look of familiarity, like, hey, He's you're a like fighter. a rebel and a fighter, a fighter like, like I am. Me, right? You're the human version, Not like male Chicote version of with me. his soft voice. Soft voice, exactly. He's, He's more of a lover than a fighter, and you're exactly. a fighter. Exactly. And she's a fighter. So there, there's the beginnings. The beginnings. That's the beginnings. Little, little peep of relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by the way, I say in that scene, Paris says in that scene, he says, I'm the one who's been wrong about a lot of things. What did he mean by that? He goes, I'm the one who's been wrong. I was very confused. Like it was very heavy and loaded the yeah, way that I played yeah. it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. what have I been wrong about? Well, I don't so know. I don't I'm know. not I, sure I, either. I, I wish that I had not played it so heavy because it seemed like overkill because nothing else happened in the episode that was. So how would you have played it? You would have played it like really yeah, jokingly. Yeah. I've been yeah. wrong about a lot of things. Like, okay. So just a throwaway, a throwaway. throwaway. Then. Yeah. Okay. I wish I'd thrown right. it away, but instead well, I was like, I'm the one who's been wrong about a lot of things. I don't know. It so was this very... is your do over. You've already gone to your do over. right? I'm not going to say that that's my do over, but okay. I'm going right. to say that that's my do over. <laughs> okay okay let's move on um yes. we have a quick scene with naughty michael jonas played by rafael sabarge doing naughty, his naughty, spy naughty. stuff naughty boy naughty boy talking to a new kazon now yeah he had a different kazon uh rep and which now is this sort is of like now there's a middleman and jonas can't seem to get to um yeah seska directly and so we're sort of right. setting up like oh are there kazon factions and yep yeah. Well, he's never been able to get to Seska directly. Seska it's directly. always been a middleman, yep. but this is a different middleman. He's got a mm -hmm. new middleman. It's like the other guy got fired. So, yep. the, you know, he, he has a new middleman. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, Janeway, back on the bridge. Janeway is now speaking with the Rokosin First Minister, Kellen, which I couldn't hear. I, I like rewind this that actor, over again. by the way. Keller, Kellen, Kellen. Kellen, I think. I'm going to say Kellen. Yeah. You like Kellen? I yeah, like this good. actor a lot. I thought he was really good, by the way. He was more subdued. He had yeah, a, more he was of a... very grounded and very real. Yeah. And I liked his More soul. of a damned soft voice is what his he had. You know, arc. kind of. 
He had yes, more of a Chakotay vibe better, going yeah, on. Yeah, he had a Chakotay soft voice vibe. Soft voice guy. As opposed yeah. to the rebel fighter. <laughs> right. Like Belong right. in Paris. Yes. Now, did you notice while she's talking to Kellen on the view screen, there yes. is that shot. The camera is basically on the view screen, but you do see Janeway in the foreground. Yep. Um, and the back of her bun has a hole in it. It's like, what oh, are I you doing? Like that. it's it's a hole, the kind of hole that you look at when you watch when the weatherman like donut hole? It looks a lot like when they're doing the weather and the guy goes, and we've got a hurricane here off the Florida coast. And as you see, the eye of the hurricane is that hole like it's that like and everything else is swirling. Hurricane it looks like the eye bun? of the hurricane, the back of her head, at the back of her bun. Wow. Exactly. Or she has her own black hole in the her bun. bun basically. The bun really the, had a personality of its own for the first time. It really years. did. It really Every did. Every episode, the bun of steel seemed to change. A mind of its own is what it was. <laughs> the bun of steel became the bun of hurricane, eye of the hurricane. So <laughs> uh, that's what I noticed. I, I'm shocked that you didn't see that small I did not there, see that. Okay. I also thought it was interesting that that, um, that this alien, Kel, is that what, Kellum? Kellum, Kellum. Kellum. Yeah. I mm. thought it was interesting that he, he again says, oh, we've heard about your ship, Captain. You yeah. guys are aggressive. You're trouble. Yeah. You have a yeah. reputation. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was interesting those first couple of years that we were developing a reputation in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. Like, we're, if they were all talking to each other, why weren't we part of that conversation? <laughs> like, why weren't we saying, hey, we're from the Alpha, Alpha Quadrant. We just want to get the heck out of here. Like, you know, why weren't we in conversation with all these people who seem to be gossiping a lot yeah. about Voyager? Yeah. yeah. You notice that that reputation that Voyager has is pretty much the reputation that Paris has. Troublemaker, exactly. you know, doing all these things. Yeah. It could have been the USS Paris, you know, yeah. instead of the Voyager. Uh, Bellana goes over. She She beams over to the ship. And I got to be honest, I found it very distracting at first that um, Bellana was talking to herself. That, like, at first I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is weird. Like the whole concept, I just found it very distracting. It was hard yeah. to kind of buy into the story. Yeah. Like Roxanne is hearing her own voice. And by the way, I was very impressed that Roxanne was able to do so much of this episode probably with Cosmo Genovese, our script supervisor, yeah. reading the lines off camera. Yeah. This was not, you know, what she ended up hearing in the, in the episode was her own yeah. voice, but probably 99% likely is Cosmo, our script supervisor, was reading the lines off camera for her at the time. So she really did a great job with sort of interacting with so much of this episode was her own voice. Well, my take on her hearing her voice as the computer voice on the missile was not, I wasn't annoyed by that. I was more impressed by it. Like I kept thinking, yeah. hmm, she has a really good computer voice. Like she could do it. Like she could do Major Barrett's. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be interesting. If, if Roxanne, if Roxanne came back like in discovery or something like that as a computer. Oh voice. yeah. Oh, that, that would be would really be. fascinating. Mm -hmm. yeah. I found it really interesting, this whole idea of a smart weapon, that this weapon has adapted itself, obviously it becomes a big part of the plot, but, you know, sort of adapted and improved itself and is willing to mm -hmm. question every, every yep. move. I thought the smart weapon idea was very, yeah. 
very interesting and also very um very relatable to mm -hmm. where we are these days i mean you know obviously this was season two it was 1996 there was probably drones were first appearing drone weaponry things like that smart weapons um, mm. remote missile technology so this idea of artificial intelligence combined with weaponry combined with the ability to um, evolve and, and adapt is a very scary combination. You know, mm -hmm. this whole this whole premise, I think, is a very scary combination because we do have this artificial intelligence that is, um, you know, now this this episode is 20 years old, but yet it's very current, you know, that that these kind of weapons, weaponry, things like that could develop their own their own priorities, their own decisions. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem that far fetched when you're watching no, it now in all. 2020. When you watch this, you're like, okay, that definitely can be, you know, the yeah. future of missiles uh, yeah. in our world, right? Mm -hmm. So, I agree on that one. I like the fact that the the missile was called uh, the missile called it the Delta Quadrant Deception. Right. I thought, man, that's a good name for something. I don't know, a band. Um, some some type of uh, a book autobiography. And next on stage, the Delta Quadrant Deception. Yeah. So I, just, yeah. I just like that word. We have Type Six photon torpedoes. Did you know that we had Type Six photon torpedoes? They talked oh, yes, about I that did. in this episode. I did. You are so smart. Um, <laughs> I'm like, huh? We have Type Six because we, we try to use that on the missile, and it really didn't work. So Type no. Six is kind of. Kind of lame. I also thought it was interesting that the that you know hearing Roxanne's voice as the computer of the weapon yeah. and the back and forth between Roxanne as Bolana and Roxanne as the weapon, the 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 chess match that was going on was really fascinating. Yeah, and I think it would be interesting to see. Uh, my guess is that Roxanne filmed her her film part first and then went in and looped in in post recording editorially right. the computer voice so she was having to sort of react in this chess game that should have been a back and a forth and a back and a forth so um yeah this idea of sort of tricking it or outmaneuvering the weapon outmaneuvering roxanne you know balana balana outmaneuvering the chess the chess match with a with a weapon um, it's a very delicate little balance. I thought Roxanne did a great job. She did a great job. And really, I don't think we have any, I don't think any other character in the, in all the episodes of Voyager had to act with their own voice like that. Like, yeah, this exactly. Is a very unique episode, you know, yep. in, in, uh, the fact that it is Roxanne's voice that she's acting off of, I suppose. And it's just so, um, it's different, you know, and only yep. in sci-fi will this, will this happen? Right. So. I liked it. I did find, I got to be honest, as the episode went on, like mm -hmm. this weapon was so skeptical of Balana from the get-go. Right. That part of me was like, why is the weapon allowing her to survive? There is, at one point, the weapon does say something like terminating humanoid life, life, you know, support or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't really terminate it because she, <laughs> she's got oxygen. I'm just surprised. And, and well, it was taking it away, though. It was slowly taking the oxygen slowly away. Slowly taking right? it away. But part of me, even even Balana says in the in the episode at one point, she goes, "Well, I'm surprised that you're still 
you know, allowing me to survive, or I'm surprised mm. that you didn't take, kill me. Yeah. I, I sort of agree. Part of me is like, if this artificial intelligence, this computer really thought that Bellana was a threat, on that very first zap from the panel that she pulls off, I feel like, yeah. why didn't the why didn't the weapon just take her out? Like, if it really thinks she's a threat, it would yeah. kill her. It would, it would ex, you know, uh, electrocute her or something. It almost have an episode, like she, but but it's it's yeah. a, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, why is the computer continuing to allow her to make moves in this game that the computer thinks um, Bolana is trying to trick it? Well, I, yeah, I hear, I hear where you're coming from. And, and to me, the way I, I justified that, I kept thinking, well, she's kind of like its creator in a way, right? She changed the programming. And so it, it, it looks at her as, as a parental unit or mm. something. And it's sort of like, you know, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I really, I still respect you. So I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to zap you. And I'm going to tell you the next time you try to do it, I'm going to zap you harder like that. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. just eliminate you because you still kind of like made me who I am today. You know, I am yeah. the missile that I am because of you, Torres. So, you know, yeah. and uh, maybe by the way, just just a, a little pause in the specifics. I, I as we're watching this whole series, the first couple of seasons, I'm realizing, you know, this idea of a female captain of a female character with such strength and intelligence like Balana playing a, a Klingon um, or a half Klingon. Mm-hmm. Um, Roxanne had a lot of Balana had a lot of really great stories early on. Yeah. Like I didn't remember that. So I'm really, I'm happy to see that. Like, I think Roxanne did a phenomenal job, um, you know, looking at some of these episodes that we've watched recently, like mm-hmm. the character Balana had a lot of real estate to sort of develop and explore and grow. And, uh, and yeah. I, I, I thought it was, it's real fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. And to further that thought, um, you know, my memories of of just the overall filming, I always felt that we didn't really get cooking until season four. You know, I felt the first three seasons were just like, eh, you know, kind of meh. But uh, there have been some really cool episodes, that's for sure. So it's really nice to be able to finally see these all, yeah. all over again. The decision that Janeway makes to sacrifice the ship. Oh my gosh. Yes. And not just the ship, but her life. And yes. then the next decision for Tuvok to say, eh, I'll die with you. It's sort yeah. of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. And and not only Janeway deciding to sacrifice herself and and uh, and Tuvok offering, but on the other side, Balana willing to sacrifice herself. You've got these two strong female yeah. characters willing mm-hmm. to sacrifice themselves, and mm-hmm. Balana's talking about this hypothetical situation game. She's like, yeah. "Remember when we used to play the hypothetical situation game? Let's try that." <laughs> I thought it was funny. She was going, "Let's play a game." And at one point she gets really mad at the computer. She's like, it's a game. Remember the hypothetical game? And I was like, Balana, like nobody wants to play the angry game. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I was like, maybe make it a fun game instead of the angry hypothetical game. Yeah. But, uh... When she was about to pass out because she was losing air, I kept thinking, why can't they just beam over an oxygen tank to her? I don't get, I mean, that, that would have been easy enough once we were able to establish yeah. um, a lock again and communications, you know, uh, they could have beamed something over, right? No, that's to help true. her breathe. That's true. And I didn't, yeah, or 
just yep. some oxygen over for God's yep. sake, you know? So I, I don't know that to but me the was fact really that the fact that Janeway was willing to, um, you know, get escape pods for the crew, by the way, all the dudes, all the human male dudes, including Paris were just like, sure. I'm out of here, captain. See you later. Good luck. Like the Vulcan's the only guy that sticks around. It's basically like Janeway. Okay. This is it. You're and right. Everybody else is like, yes, ma'am. I'm out of you're here. Right. Chakotay's out of there. Everybody's nope. out of there. You're right. And the way I justified that was <clears throat> I felt Tuvok is already like, what is he? Like 190. You he's know, he's like really hundred. old. Yeah, he's a couple. He's old. So he kind of like, eh, you know, I've been around for a couple of centuries. It's okay <laughs> if I die now. You know, yeah. Kim's. Yeah. Kim's like 22, so maybe we should. Just, yeah, okay, I'll do. I'll do the dying. So that's what I thought. I felt. Yeah, that's, that's I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Both women are willing to sacrifice themselves. None of the human dudes. Um, by the way, mm. Kate's like, you know, uh, transfer all, you know, uh, all helm control, all ship control to the con, and she sits down. She is a good pilot, by the way. Like, did you see that yeah, move yeah. she makes when she leans? Like, she's like, just as the ship, uh, the weapon sort of detonates and uh, yeah, and we beam Bolana back. She's like, yeah, she does that banking move. She does that banky yeah. move. It's pretty nice. That was evasive so, maneuvers. Omicron six. That's what oh, that was. Oh, Omicron. <laughs> the old Omicron. Yes. The old Omicron maneuver. <laughs> oh, and what did you tell her? You're like, hey, the starboard. What did you, you said? Something like that. The, oh, the yeah. Starboard, the starboard or something slu- are little, yeah, are sluggish, sluggish or something. I was like, yes. oh, he's giving her little tips on how to maneuver the ship right now. Okay. Yeah, that was a moment where she was giving the order for abandoned ship warp, like starting the warp core breach. And she was staring at Paris as she said it. And I was like, why isn't there a shot of Paris? Like, reacting to oh my god you're doing this yeah Yeah, they missed it was just sort of this long push in on her but she's staring right at me uh down front and i was like man it seems like there should be a reaction cut but yeah we should ask lavar why lavar why Why lavar didn't you shoot a reaction shot of paris she's staring right at him right at him right at him but then maybe they didn't want to have that sort of break away from the captain's big or maybe it would have, it would have suggested too much like relationship stuff with Paris mm, and Jane. Yeah, and Paris and clearly Paris and Bellana are a thing now. Like it's <laughs> it's so not a thing, but it's okay. <laughs> it still should be. Hey, she still called me Starfleet when we were in the engineering. Uh, I'm sorry, when we were in the uh, I'm beaming her back over and now I'm the yeah. transporter chief and she says, "Okay, let's try it again, Starfleet." And I kept thinking, "It should be me. It should be me, not Paris." I kept thinking, "I know." That. I know. <laughs> I know, Gareth. <laughs> oh my God! All right. So, and yeah. uh, ultimately, Balana and Janeway are both willing to risk their lives. Yes. To risk everything to save these millions of people. Yeah. On this planet, and yeah. uh, and Balana is the one just sitting in a little in a little tube, firing her little phaser at yeah. uh, at the uh, you know at the weapon. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like she's just, in a little tube. Yeah. I remember when she was moving in that tube, she was on her back, like going back. It just looked so funky when she was yeah. like, you know, moving backwards like that. I was like, no, yeah. not on your stomach. You're on your I back. remember filming in some of those tubes and they were very claustrophobic. Sometimes you get in there and uncomfortable, very Ugh. trapped. 
yeah and the and the and the material they used to build the floor was very like sometimes pokey it would poke in your back you just it was not very comfortable it is not good at all yeah do you have any other notes on this episode i think that's it i really enjoyed okay. it though i yeah. i have to say i really did enjoy this episode i thought roxanne did a great job yeah i she love did a good that job. it involved everyone i thought our guest stars were also really good Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I, I I think it was. I mean, from a sci-fi point of view, I thought there were a lot of unanswered questions to me, honestly. Um, well, what would you say theme was though? Because I had a bit of an issue figuring that out. I was. Mm, well, I would know. say for me, the theme was. I wrote it down here. The theme of this episode is: be careful of your dreams because they can sometimes backfire on you. No. Oh, okay. Meaning, like you know, Balana had these dreams of this weapon that was going to solve all her problems. And in the end it came full circle and she had to deal with it. You know, she, she developed this, this weapon. She, she sent it off on a mission without Chakotay's approval. She did all this on her own. And in the end she had to sort of deal with uh, what she created. So be careful of your dreams. Um, They can backfire that, that, you know, that nothing, Nothing is um, nothing is free, I guess. I, I no, I, I would go back to my original. Like instead of be, be careful, careful. yeah, yeah. Instead of be careful of your dreams, be careful of being like. What would you call her doing that without Chakotay's permission? It is a what kind of move that she makes? She made a well. It's a it's a rogue. It's a rogue. Yeah. Uh, I, rebellious the, it's um, yeah the, the word i'm searching for is when you do something uh on a whim that has no thought behind it you just do it Sponta- yeah be careful of spontaneous choices or choices yeah yeah it's decisions. more of like yeah it's more of uh be careful of making decisions that are not that you don't think through like if you yeah. just impulsive impulsive there okay, you be go careful of instead of your dreams be careful of being impulse overly impulsive because yeah. that decision may come back and bite you in your ass that's yeah. what I, that's what that's I perfect say. that's that's okay. that's that's the thing better better said than yeah you like that I instead agree. of dreams like impulsive yeah yep. impulsive choices Look at that. Yeah. we we came we found that yeah. together robbie i like that it was kim in paris all over again <laughs> All right. This was fun. Yeah, it was a good one. Thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Um, tune in next week when we review Death Wish. Death. And that's not the Charles Bronson movie. Death Wish, the episode of Voyager. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>